You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Lucas Smith, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. Today is Wednesday, April the 7th of 2021. Thanks for tuning in today and every day you tune in. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening, whatever you're listening. It's a pleasure to be talking to you, and it's always a pleasure to be talking to you after another Cardinal win as the Cardinals survive against Miami 4-2 and earn their first serious win of the season. And for the first time since being 1-0, the Cardinals are back above the 500 mark at 3-2. and all in all, a good day for the St. Louis Cardinals. Definitely some flukiness involved with it, but hey, at the end of the day, a win is a win. My apologies for not being as active on Twitter last night. I was not able to watch the game live. I umpired. Um, I'll be umpiring off and on here and there until probably about May. So, um, But um, I still was able to watch the replay, DVR'd it, uh, watch the uh, extra highlights as well and everything. So I'm uh, not just looking at the box score. I was also able to listen to the last little bit of it on the radio. But I want to start off with Matt Carpenter. He was a hot topic yesterday of him not only getting the starting lineup, getting in the starting lineup, but also batting fifth, which is a pretty... Uh, important spot in any lineup, but especially in one that, for the most part, has, you could say, struggled early on this season with a few notable exceptions like any other team. But I understand that Matt Carpenter needs needs a start every once in a while. Uh, I think Schilt brought up post-game or pre-game the fact that we're forgetting that this guy garnered MVP votes two years ago. I get that. He did garner MVP votes two years ago. Is that enough reason to start him today? Maybe? You could make an argument, possibly? Notice my hesitation? (laughs) Regardless, I don't think that that's enough reason to start him fifth in the order. Because just because he's garnered MVP votes does not mean the significant regression of the past two years has stopped. Or the significant regression of the last two years doesn't matter. Because it does matter. Just because those MVP votes, MVP votes happen doesn't mean that the regression didn't happen. And if anything, the regression means more than the MVP votes that he got two years ago. And if we're being honest with ourselves, most of those MVP votes became, um, for the most part, just in August. Yes, he was good from May to August of that year, had a horrible April and a bad September. But most of those came in August when he was just unfreaking conscious. He still got it in his head. We saw that yesterday. What His final line, if you look at just the box score, ended up being 0 for 3. But if you look deeper than the box score, excuse me as I get it pulled up here, 0 for 3 also drew a walk, so that's big, and he didn't strike out. He was the only Cardinal starter to not strike out. I'll say that again. Matt Carpenter was the only Cardinal starter to not strike out. That's, I mean, that's not something that I would have expected to say, especially getting two at-bats against Sandy Alcantara. 
First at bat, lined out to, to left field, hit the ball 99 miles an hour. Second at bat, lazy ground out, 82 miles an hour, whatever. Third at bat, listen to this one on the radio, saw the replay of it, 102 miles, 101 miles an hour off the bat, expected batting average of 680, fly out to deep left field. I mean, you can't say that this guy doesn't have something left. He hit the ball hard. That, that I mean, from what I saw yesterday in the replays and highlights and everything, and the extra video, that was as good as I've seen Matt Carpenter hit a ball in a long time. And I mean, shoot, if you look at top distances, Matt Carpenter's flyout in that eighth inning weren't farther than Dylan Carlson's home run. Now, that's just a janky ballpark thing, but it's still worth mentioning. I'm not here to defend Matt Carpenter, and I'm not here to defend Mike Schilt in every decision Mike Schilt makes. But I am here to say that Matt Carpenter did not completely disappoint yesterday. He didn't. We saw signs of life in Matt Carpenter, signs that we didn't see, at least I didn't see, all spring. Now, does that mean I think that he needs to start playing every day? No. However, there is something to be said of the idea that baseball is a muscle memory sport. You need repetition. You need those reps. Now, the Cardinals aren't in a position. They aren't quite good enough to be wasting games to give guys at-bats because the Reds are playing really well. I think the Brewers are going to end up playing really well. This is not going to be an easy division to win. So they're not in a position to give guys at-bats whenever they need at-bats. I know that much. But at the same time, I'll say it one more time. Matt Carpenter was not a complete disappointment yesterday. The rest of the lineup probably was. But Matt Carpenter was not. And for me, that is a win when we're talking about Matt Carpenter. Because not only in spring trainings, first two at-bats of the year, for lack of a better word, looked pathetic. Pathetic. Opening day or second day of the year starts off with a three-pitch strikeout on swings that were nowhere close. Comes back, you know, about a week later, less than a week later. Hits the ball hard three times. Two of them off a really good pitcher in Sandy Alcantara. So that's my piece on Matt Carpenter. I understand guys need off days. Guys need to start. The Cardinals are trying to find something in right field. Why John Nagowski is not starting in right field is beyond me. I don't think he's a long-term solution, but even in spring training, he's a better hitter than any of the other two outfielders you have. He's a better hitter right now, in my opinion, than Matt Carpenter. So what you really did was put in Matt Carpenter for Justin Williams slash Austin Dean slash John Nagowski because those are your three right field options and just did internal substitutions other than that. John Nagowski needs playing time. John Nagowski has earned it. He needs to be starting tonight. Probably should start opening day tomorrow, home opener tomorrow. All right, the Cardinals play this afternoon, excuse me. Cardinal, John Nagowski needs to start, not, not Matt Carpenter right now. I'm just saying. So that, that's my piece on Carpenter and, the, uh, and, and Nagowski. Offensively, other than that, it was a bizarre game offensively because the Cardinals got their runs in the third inning. Or excuse me, in the sixth inning. It was a three-run sixth inning. Got my numbers mixed up there. They scored via a ground out. A sack fly um, and a passed ball in that inning. Not in that order. Uh, passed ball came first. And then a home run in the ninth. 
So I'll talk about the bizarre offense and the fact that they're still striking out too much for my liking um, coming up next. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the market and it has been for a while now. They have 18 incredible flavors with nut and non-nut options. You all know my favorite cookies and cream. A couple of, of my favorites include double chocolate, mint brownie, orange, and coconut. These are all soft and easy to chew, and they are covered 100%. That's right, 100% in that delicious chocolate. I love chocolate. That's part of the reason why I love me some double chocolate. But that doesn't mean they're not healthy just because they have that chocolate. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat. They are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. And if you're on the keto diet, it happens to be great for that as well. You get a free cooler with with your purchase while supplies last at BuiltBar.com. But a guaranteed deal that we're offering is with the promo code LOCKED15, you get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15, that is LOCKED15, to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. I don't know if you've noticed or not, but it is raining here in Columbia, Missouri. In fact, it is storming here in Columbia, Missouri, as I record this early on a Wednesday morning. And uh, I had to stop my recording a little while ago. I edited it, it out because it was semi-embarrassing, but I st- I'll still share it with you uh, that I audibly screamed at a thunderbolt or lightning bolt, whatever. It was lightning and thunder immediately, um, and I audibly screamed because I was not expecting it. So, if you hear any rain or thunderstorms in the background, that's why. Um, I'm going to tell you about the Cardinal offense next. But if you want more generic sports, head over to Locked On Today. Um, 20-minute podcast every morning. Host Peter Bukowski will update you with help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app, which is the old radio.com app. It's now Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or whatever you get your podcasts. Cardinal offense yesterday was... Interesting for the most part. I mean, it, so I know that there are a lot more strikeouts in today's game, but for me, 12 strikeouts after a 14-day strikeout just is too much for me. Call me old school. Call, call me old-fashioned. I don't know. I just think that that's a lot of strikeouts. And, you know, there are a lot of ways to win baseball games. Some ways are suggested more than others. One way I would not suggest is relying on a pass ball and then relying on a ground out. But then good situation on hitting by Molina. But on that ground out from Paul DeYoung, it was a ground out to third. Paul Goldschmidt standing on third base. Ground ball hit to the corners, you're usually told as a base runner, stay put. But Paul Goldschmidt is not the fastest man around, but he is one of the smarter men around. And also, he's starting to show his emotion a little bit, too. It's a quick side tangent. After a strikeout, I think he yelled an F-bomb. <laughs> Dylan Carlson heard it, kind of turned around after Goldsmith struck out after a long at-bat. Uh, anyways. Um, but yeah, so Goldsmith doesn't go off the bat. Doesn't take off, even, until the ball is thrown and comes around to score. That's incredible. Not only is that incredible because it, it got the Cardinals a run, but just within that within that game, that's huge. Cardinal offense had been struggling for five innings. Alcantara was untouchable, filthy stuff. And the, he was able to manufacture a run for his team. 
it's going to show up in the stat book as a run scored, as an RBI grounder for Paul DeYoung. But the way that it happened doesn't show up in the scorebook. It might show up in StatCast or some, some other sabermetric thing that I don't know about. But it doesn't show up in the traditional scorebook. And I'm all about how to manufacture runs. And I'm all about making an impact on the game that is not reflected in the scorebook. A positive one. There are also negative ones. But this was a immense and immensely positive action. Paul Goldschmidt scoring that run because, you know, that, that at the time, that tied the game. Molina was able to put some situational hitting together after the Marlins walked Carpenter. But, I mean, as good as Alcantara was, that, that could have been all the Cardinals got off of Alcantara. But nevertheless, Cardinals do get a couple more runs, but I thought that that was just exceptional base running um, by, by, by Paul Goldschmidt. It just goes to show, like I mentioned earlier, Jeff Jones is big on tweeting this out. You don't have to be the fastest base runner to be the best base runner. I'm not saying Goldschmidt is the best, uh, but I am saying that he's pretty darn good. And for him to have the wherewithal to, to have the knowledge to do what he did and the way that he did it, and just being able to find a way to get a run, because, yeah, you look at the box score, oh, that was a fluky third inning. Pass ball, ground out, sack fly. But no, it was manufactured because of a smart baseball play. The Cardinal way has been talked about for years. I know my friend Jeff Carr of Locked on Reds hates the Cardinal way. I know that's just because the Cardinal way produces wins and he doesn't like the Cardinals winning, but that's neither here nor there. But the Cardinal way is playing the game the right way, and it's getting the results by playing the game the right way. And by doing the little things that matter, by doing the little things that don't show up in the scorebook, the cardinal way, which I think has not been talked about often because of that three-year playoff drought now, but is doing things like Paul Goldschmidt did. Little things, little base running techniques that probably not a lot of other cardinal base runners make. Because I think the cardinals are, generally speaking, a really bad base running team. But Goldschmidt made a really good base running play, resulting in a run. Outside of that inning and the ninth inning, it was abysmal for the Cardinal offense. And granted, they're facing a really good pitcher in Sandy Alcantara. They got to in the sixth inning. But he struck out, he, he himself struck out 10 Cardinals. The former Cardinals struck out 10 Cardinals. I'm not saying that the Marlins won that deal. Cardinals did get a playoff appearance with Ozuna. Granted, the Marlins did with Alcantara, too. And Alcantara's still on their team. But the Marlins got away with a pretty good package with Sierra, Alcantara, um, and, and Zach Gallon, who they also traded away. But if I'm the Marlins, I'm not too upset about giving up Ozuna for the package they got back because I, I love Sierra's speed. I love Alcantara's stuff. And those two alone make that a pretty good trade. But... That's for another discussion. So offense was was okay. You're going to have to find little ways to win. 162 games. Not every win is going to be pretty. Not every loss is going to be ugly. The Cardinals are going to play some really good games this year and come out on the short end of the stick. Just happens. I mean, we're seeing right now a little ways. Uh, what would that be? South downtown? The Enterprise Center? Blues are playing real ugly and losing a lot. Head over to Lockdown Blues for your coverage. little little plug there, but 
lot, a lot of things have to go right to win a baseball game. And it really helps when guys like Paul Goldschmidt do the little things. A big thing that happened was the Dylan Carlson home run. Listen to that call on the radio. Watched it later on the recording and highlights. Was it just me or is it a little weird to see him homer from the right side? <laughs> we haven't seen too many at-bats from Carlson from the right side in his major league career. And that was his first career at home run right-handed. His second of the season, obviously, he hit the famous home run on opening day. But it, it was it was almost a little bizarre seeing him hit from, from that side of the plate because, like I said, for the most part, switch hitters will hit um, not only more often from the left side, but traditionally, from what I can tell, better. And Dylan Carlson's no exception. And uh, I was trying to pull up the... The stats of Carlson from one side of play to the other, but as I do that, could have been the lightning bolt from earlier. My Wi-Fi just went out, and my apartment doesn't have any good cell reception, so I can't run a hotspot. So I'll be driving in campus today to post this. So it might be a little bit of a late release, but nevertheless, it was a bizarre thing to you know have all my all my current tabs open, but I can't open any new tabs. Um, sorry guys, but anyways, Dylan Carlson homing from the right side. Um, I think that that's probably a big boost to him in terms of, of confidence from that right side. But um, it was definitely a little bit weird to see him homer. But all in all, Cardinal offense, subpar. I think that um, there does need to be some, some switching around and some, some thought process. And granted, at the, same, at the same time, all things considered, it is just less than a week into the season. It's five games in, so we still got time. So I've gone all this way, and Mr... Love Cardinal pitching number one guy over here. Hasn't talked about it yet. And you bet I'll be talking about Cardinal pitching in the third segment coming up next. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football and college basketball might be over, but the NBA, NHL, and MLB are all in full swing. And if you're not a sports guy or you want more than sports, BetOnline also has you covered for awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything, that's right, anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for the news scores and odds that you need to know. It's the fastest and easiest way to place your bets. One more and, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today. And you can sign up for free, and you get extra money with the promo code Locked On, because with that promo code, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I thought John Gant yesterday was able to gut through a start. Final line wasn't necessarily the prettiest. Three walks, four Ks, four innings, four hits, and an unearned run. Not going to jump out of the page to you. So the stats for your fantasy team might have gone well, but if you want more fantasy analysis, one more little note before I get full back into Cardinal Baseball, uh, head over to Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I need to start listening to that because I am struggling in my fantasy leagues. Let me know how you guys are doing. LJ Fastballs on Twitter, LockedOnCards at gmail.com is the email. But he was able to gut through two errors on a kickball and a wild throw from Tyler O'Neill. From the gold glover, Tyler O'Neill, I might add. Not something that I expect Tyler to make a habit of. Nevertheless, it happened, and the Cardinals had to deal with it. Gant had to deal with it. And it was one of those things that Gant just struggle bust his way through, especially with those three walks. Those are on him. 82 pitches, probably if we're closer to, to June or May, that he, he probably goes a little bit longer. But, I'm you know, especially with the way that, that Ponce de Leon pitched, it's looking to me, based on this one start, and I get it, this one start, that John Gant is the man to lose his spot and Ponce de Leon will keep his spot in the rotation whenever Kim or Michaelis gets back. It's looking like Kim is going to be first up on that docket. Behind him, Helsley struggled. Cabrera came in, cleaned up the mess. Gallegos, Webb, and Reyes were all fantastic yesterday. Holy cow. Especially Gallegos and Reyes. Boy, oh boy, were they filthy. Gallegos with the three punch-outs. If I remember correctly, they were all looking. Nasty stuff. This is not the Giovanni Gallegos we saw in spring training. Gallegos is still yet to give up a run, along with Alex Reyes, who picks up his second save. Alex Reyes, man, if, if he's able to be a good starter next year, I'm not saying Hall of Fame, but he could play a very similar role to Cardinal playoff teams that John Smoltz played with Braves playoff teams. With closing one year, starting the next, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying Reyes is going to go um, nine to ten innings with anybody like Schmoltz did in '91, but man, he can able to fill through this closer role, kind of let the Cardinals work Hicks back in slowly. Man, oh man, they were just straight filthy yesterday. And like I said, and John Rooney and Rick Corton also talked about this on the radio broadcast that a good bullpen can help carry your team for. A couple weeks, if not a month. So this, if you know, you don't want to overuse them. I think Derek Gold tweeted out that Tyler Webb is on pace for 130 appearances, <laughs> which I don't think that he's going to be anywhere close to. Still, just kind of funny to think about. But man, oh man, I think this bullpen. You guys know this. I think this bullpen has a chance to do something special. So we'll see how it goes today. Um, quickly, a couple notes to finish up. Cardinals play at 310 today in the afternoon. Um, maybe they've already played. I don't know. But Jack Flaherty needs to turn it around. Needs to have a good start. Um, look it up and on the, car, the Miami Marlin lineup. The only one with significant at-bats with good numbers is Jesus Aguilar. 308 and 13 at-bats. Um, Corey Dickerson is hitting just 214 and 14 at-bats. And Starling Marte is hitting 220 at-bats. Other than that, all minimal. Meanwhile, Pablo Lopez gets a start for Miami. Nobody with anything more than three at-bats for St. Louis. Um, Flaherty needs to turn it around today. Uh, there's, there's no way fans or butts about it. He, can, he needs a good start, especially to send the Cardinals an opening day and to get the Cardinals the fir- their first sweep of 2021 as the Cardinals currently sit at 3-2. and two, And I think that Jack will indeed get it done. Um, opening day is tomorrow. Look for an announcement specifically on Twitter, but I'll probably be going live um, with a pregame show on the Locker Room app, so be sure to have that downloaded if you have not. And then I'll be having um, an episode out tomorrow, talking about this game, previewing the opening series, 
And then um, on Friday, I will recap opening day, the home opener for St. Louis. Always very exciting stuff. Some fun ceremonies coming out. Clydesdales are back. Scott Rollins went out the first pitch. Players are being introduced. Super fun. If you're going, let me know. But nevertheless, Cardinals get a game two win against Miami as they look for the sweep later today. So that's all I got. Thanks for tuning in today. And until I talk to you next time, stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.